Welcome to Talking Sense, a podcast with me, Dr. Marta. I am a clinical psychologist specialising in child and family therapy, and I'm also a mother. My mission is to help adults make sense of children's behaviours and invite in curiosity to really see the child that lies beneath. I have a toolbox full of practical strategies, scripts and ideas to guide you in sticky and confusing situations with your child. I hope this space becomes one where we can think about these things together, giving new perspectives so you can really make sense of your child. Every week, I'm going to be thinking through a question that one of you has sent in and offering my psychological understandings, ideas to guide you and bring strategies to life so you can be a more confident and effective parent in those difficult, challenging moments. Before we begin, let's do a little check-in. A check-in is a really useful way of grounding yourself in the here and now. And when we're running around doing lots and lots of things, it can really help to pause and just bring ourselves to this mindful moment of, I'm here, now. And before listening to a podcast like this, I think it can be really helpful because it does open you up to listening, thinking and absorbing information that may be new or unfamiliar. This is a really simple one. I just want you to hold your hands together. Don't do this if you're driving, but if you're not, try and just interlock your fingers and say to yourself, I'm here, I'm safe, and we can begin. Today's question is on hitting. And it's one of the things I get asked about the most. Hi, Dr. Marta. I just got a phone call from nursery that my two-year-old has been hitting other kids and sometimes she hits me. What do I do and how do I make her stop? Oh, hitting. Okay, so this is my most asked question of all time. And not just in my therapy room, just in general, in my life, with friends, with family, even in my own house. Because yes, my child also hits sometimes. Um, I live with a toddler, she's very little, she does not know how to manage her impulses. And that is one of the things, like the main keys here, that little ones, they're not hitting out of a sign of disrespect or because they're bad or naughty children or because it's a reflection on you as a parent, you've done something to teach them to hit others. It's about none of that. It's an impulse and it's also a communication. And one of the things that I say to people over and over again is when your child hits at you, this isn't the moment to kind of teach them a consequence or give them a punishment. It's the time to stop and pause and really try and understand what they're saying to you. But to do this, you have to be regulated as an adult because one of the things that hitting really does is trigger you. And I know that you might have this urge to hit your child back or teach them a lesson by showing them how much it actually hurts or how scary it is. I get it. Like, I totally get why you might have that impulse yourself to hit back. I want you to know that that is obviously not the right thing to do. And I'm not going to ask you to do that to your child. And when we respond to our children, One of the things to try and think about and remember is that we need to respond to them the way we want them to respond to us. So if we hit a child back, we're just solidifying the idea that when you want to say something or get something communicated or you're feeling really angry, it's okay to lash out. Of course, that's not the message we want to give our kids. So 
If you've ever done that before, if you've like in an impulsive situation like this where your child hits at you, hit them back. Don't worry, you're definitely not alone. I do not think you're a bad parent. I do think you do need to regulate your own emotions and really think about your intention when you do it. So what I want you to do is to really recognize that that's not a useful strategy. Let it go and let's really think together about what this is about when children hit, which is not about you. I'm going to repeat it. You haven't taught them to hit. It's not a reflection of your parenting. And it says nothing about you as a parent, okay? Or your child. Your child is a really good kid and they're trying to do something important, but they're not getting it right because they're a child. And because of that, we need to understand as adults with our mature brains how to support children with hitting. Because it's not about letting them do it, it's about showing them how to communicate with words or different actions and if hitting is the thing they need to release an emotion such as anger, we need to teach them how they can do that safely. So let's try and think about those two things together. All behavior is a communication and hitting is often a very loud communication, one that you cannot ignore. So the first step is to really make sense of what your child is trying to say without words so loudly. And there are several things that kids might be trying to say. It all depends on who they are, their context, who's around them, and what happens when the hitting takes place. All those things influence what the hitting is communicating and also whether hitting gets repeated over and over again or something changes. So let's start with the communication. What on earth could hitting be if it's not aggressive or abusive or a sign of that your child being naughty? It can be a sign of emotional dysregulation, which is that they are overwhelmed by something, usually a feeling, but it could also be a sensory thing outside of them. So if it's an internal feeling, it can be that they're feeling scared or they're feeling angry. These really strong emotions usually come out as behaviors and often what children are trying to do is get a need met so it might be pushing a child away or trying to communicate that somebody is annoying them or they're protesting against your limit or somebody snatched something from them and that's not okay and they're trying to say no stop but they haven't got the words so what they're doing is hitting so it can be something to do with their internal experience their internal emotions that they're trying to communicate on the outside it can also be that they are feeling overwhelmed by things that are happening to them on the outside that they cannot make sense of. So sometimes children feel scared or angry or really kind of wobbly about what's happening on the outside, which might be dysregulating them from a sensory point of view because things are really loud or really busy or there's lots of talking or maybe the opposite, nothing is happening. They're not feeling seen, they're not feeling heard, they're feeling very much like they need to create some form of noise so that others will notice them. So it can be a call for attention, but that's not a bad thing, okay? We don't wanna see this kind of attention as something that needs to be ignored or punished. Instead, we need to think, okay, if this child needs my attention, this is how they're communicating it, what do I need to do in order to help them reach me, make a useful bid for connection that I can respond to differently? Because that's where we're trying to get to with our kids. Finally, 
Another thing it can communicate is joy. Yes, hitting can be fun. It is not surprising that as adults, there are lots of things that we do that involve hitting and we do them for enjoyment. Whether it is playing sports such as tennis or ping pong or hockey or cricket, they all involve hitting. Also, lots of our instruments involve hitting, like drums and tambourines, and we enjoy this. It's fun. So some kids do sometimes hit others as a form of inviting playfulness. And as an adult, you may perceive that as an attack on you or on another child, but you need to be really careful about witnessing what's happening in that child in that moment. Are they seemingly calm? Are they doing it with calmness and maybe perhaps a smile or giggling away? If they're doing it that way and they're quite little, like around the age of 18 months to two and a half, it might be that this is a bid for connection. It's a let's play. They're trying to reach out to somebody else. Without having better skills to do it, it might look like hitting. So our job as adults is to understand this, understand the communication and understand the context that triggers for our children when they are hitting. In the moment is not the time for you to really fully understand what is happening, unless it's really obvious. And for some kids, it really is. So you might have a really easy way in because you understand that what your child is trying to communicate is something you can support them with in that moment. If that is the case, for example, we're gonna go with playfulness. If what your child is trying to communicate is that they wanna play with another, then you can intervene straight away and turn it into a teaching moment. Because usually if a child is hitting for playfulness, they are not in a dysregulated state, which means their brain is calm and they will be able to learn. So you can jump in quickly but calmly and put in a firm boundary, which sounds like we do not hit and then teach, which might sound like, but if you wanna play, here's a drum that you can hit and we can play music together. Or if you wanna get my attention, you can say, mama, and you can tap me on the hand like this, or grab my hand if I'm close by like this. We really want to give our children both verbal and non-verbal ways of expressing themselves. It's really important that we don't see this as an attack, but we see it as a skills deficit. However, If your child is dysregulated, and by that I mean they're emotionally overwhelmed and the hitting is coming out in a protest, in a moment of anger or anxiety or fear, it might be really difficult for you to really fully understand their communication so that you can support them better next time. So that is the kind of work that you have to do afterwards. And if this is happening in a nursery, it can be really helpful for members of staff to keep a close eye on children who are hitting. This is so that they can make sense of the behavior and the communication that is happening in that moment and so that they can preempt it by noticing the triggers that lead children to hit. In a nursery setting, it is more than likely that children are impinging on personal space and a child tends to hit out as a way of saying, back off, move away, or don't take this. So if you are able to understand this, as an adult, then you can help children develop both language and behavior that says stop or go away 
or helps them hold onto their toys a little bit tighter so they can't be snatched. That might include as well bringing out a hand to create a little bit of space and distance between them and another child. And or if the child is quite small, for you as an adult to be able to intervene before the hitting happens to move a child away and explain, hey, this is a safe distance that you can play together. Because little ones don't understand what safe distances are. So hitting is also a really useful communication of, I don't feel safe this close, I need you to back off. And we as adults can teach children this. But of course, we can't do this if we're not understanding their communication. So do notice the triggers, take a little bit of time to keep an eye on children and try and make sense of their communication. If you do this, it often only needs a day or two. It's going to give you a lot more information of where you need to intervene and the skills that you need to teach. So we've talked about behaviorist communication and we've also talked about skills building. But what happens in the moment when a child hits out? So I know that one of the kind of societal messages that we've got is to kind of say to a child, this is so not okay that I'm going to teach you a lesson. And by that, I mean, I'm going to either put you on timeout so you can learn that this is not okay, or I'm going to give you some form of punishment so that you understand the gravity of your behavior. Neither of those options is useful. And I'm going to tell you why very briefly. Neither of them teach children what to do instead of hitting next time. On top of that, you are not understanding as an adult that a child may be emotionally dysregulated. Children do not self-regulate on their own. It is impossible. Self-regulation is an adult brain skill that we only develop when we are over 25 years old because that's when the brain is fully mature. Emotional regulation doesn't just happen. We don't know how to emotionally regulate. We learn how to emotionally regulate when we are with a safe other who is able to model it and teach it to us. So the only thing that we do when we remove a child from the space as a form of punishment, for example, on a timeout, is say to that child, we don't want to hear this. We don't know what you're talking about, but we don't like it. That only tends to give little ones a message of badness. Children tend to learn that they're naughty, but they don't know what to do about it. And I'll tell you something, like for sure, no one wants to be naughty. Children do not want to be the bad kid. They hate being the bad kid. They want to be the kid that is understood, that is seen, that is heard, that is playing, that is learning. So whatever you do, even if you feel really pulled to put them on a timeout or to give them a punishment, you know, take some toys away from them. Don't do it. It is really ineffective. It's not teaching your child anything and it is leaving them with a sense of badness. And that sense of badness can lead children to hit out more. Why? Not because they're bad not because they're bad, but because they have no other way of communicating what they still need. And those needs are still unmet. So they just do it more. And they're like, somebody notice me, please, somebody. So why not be that somebody to that child? We can all be that somebody as an adult. We can look at children and we can either see them as doing bad behavior or we can look at children with understanding and compassion that they have skills deficits. And when we look at children in that way, we respond differently.
So what does an appropriate, compassionate, empathic response look like? It looks like setting a firm boundary because no, it is not okay to hit. And we do want to teach that to our child, but we can do that slightly differently from being punitive or simply ignoring them. What we can do is tell them very clearly, hitting is not okay. I will not let you do that. That's the boundary. And it needs to be stated clearly and firmly as I've done here. That's not okay. I am not going to let you hit. That's enough. You don't need to get louder. You don't need to shout. You don't need to say it in an aggressive way. And I'm going to tell you why that can be so unhelpful too. When we get really aggressive in front of a child who has just hit, we are associating hitting with aggressive behavior. That's not what we're trying to do here. We want to associate hitting with calmness and communication. And you can be the adult who model this to a child. We can all do this, okay? It's about you regulating yourself. And if you find this really hard in the moment because a child has hit maybe a smaller child and you think that is really not okay, I agree with you, it isn't. Or they have hit you and it's really triggered rage in your body. I want you to regulate your own emotions first before you go towards this child. And that might mean taking some deep breaths. That might also mean grounding yourself in the facts, which are children are not attacking other children. They are impulsively hitting because they cannot communicate something in a more appropriate way. And that's your job. So sometimes just saying that to yourself, my job is to support this child in communicating or getting their needs met in another way can really shift your response. So in the moment you set the boundary, it's not okay to hit. You may move the child a little bit separate to whomever they've hit. That might be yourself. And if it's you, I would ask you to get up and just simply move away from your child. Do not restrain or hold a child down. That isn't helpful and again can perpetuate this idea of force against force. This isn't what we want to teach, okay? We don't want to block the hitting, we want to redirect the hitting. So in the moment, you may redirect the child to hitting a tambourine, hitting the floor. Or if a child is really emotionally dysregulated and you can see that they're now trying to kick a swell, then you want to make sure that you allow them to just let the anger out. As long as they're not kicking or hitting anybody else, you want to just give them a bit of space and allow the release to happen. In many cases, when a child is that emotionally dysregulated, you don't need to say a word. Some children do not tolerate you saying, oh, you're so angry. Some children do. You are the expert in your child. You will know whether speaking in that moment actually escalates a child's distress or whether they're able to tolerate it and it calms them down. There's this saying about name it to tame it, which is true and it does work with many children. But when your child is really dysregulated, talking to them is just another sensory attack because words are another form of stimulation to them. So sometimes it's better to just hold back all your words. You've already set the boundary. Just sit back, 
Stand back. Stay close by. Don't leave your child alone. Make sure that they're remaining safe. Maybe if you're in a nursery and you're a member of staff, move children out of the way. And explain. When there are other children around, it can really help to communicate what's happening, which might be, I'm sorry, Annie is really angry right now and our job is to keep her safe. So you can all go and play over there and I'm going to stay here to make sure she's okay. That is an okay thing to say. It will not bring shame to Annie and it will also not make children scared because they've suddenly understood, oh okay, they're feeling angry and you're trying to protect them. That makes sense to children. And remember, children are not scared of information. They're scared of not knowing. So when somebody is in a dysregulated state, it can look really scary and frightening to children if they don't understand what's happening and they don't understand their role in the situation. But if you're able to communicate things clearly and succinctly like this, it just allows everybody to get on with their job. The other kids can play and do their thing and you can do your job as an adult, which is to remain calm and protect this child while they're releasing anger so that they can be safe and calm can be restored into the body. After an event of hitting and no matter what you've had to do, whether it's just offer a safe space for the emotion to come out or you've been able to redirect the hitting to a more useful skill like tapping on a tambourine or, you know, being able to teach a child how to communicate, hey, I want to play. Remember that one of the things that children really benefit from is reassurance that they are okay, that they are acceptable human beings. And I think that's like what we all long for, isn't it? Acceptance. And for people to really see us for who we are, that we're not bad people, that we make mistakes, that we get it wrong sometimes, but is that okay? Will you still accept me? And particularly with little ones, the message we want to give them is, yes, you are still lovable. Even in the face of all this anger or emotional dysregulation or lack of skill, it's okay. We love you and you are accepted here. So if it's your child, it might sound like, whoa, that was a lot. Are you okay? I love you. I'm here. And if you're a member of staff, that might sound very similar. It might just sound like, whoa, that was a lot. Are you feeling better? It's okay. I'm right here. We want to make sure that children after an impulse behavior such as hitting are not left feeling bad. They're left feeling accepted and perhaps beginning to understand that there is a better way to communicate this thing that they want to communicate. And you really need to stick with this. Skills are not learned overnight. So it can take lots of repetition, lots of time, but don't give up. The more consistent you are in understanding a child's communication when they hit out, the more they are to learn what the appropriate behavior and verbal communication is. And it will translate into a child being able to both emotionally regulate and express their needs in a much more useful, acceptable way. Alongside knowing that they're still loved by you, that you're a safe person that you're not going to reject them just because they haven't quite learnt how to control their impulses. So, my three learning points for you today. 
Remember that all behavior is a communication and when a child hits out, it is often an impulsive reaction. Children don't learn impulse control until they're around eight years of age. So remember, this isn't an attack. This is trying to communicate a need that they have no other skill to do it with. And it's our job as adults to support them. Secondly, really delve deep into your emotional regulation. Hitting can be so triggering as an adult and it's very normal to feel angry when you witness it happening with your child. Just remember that you need to be the calm, grounded adult that can support a child in learning alternative, useful behaviours. If you meet hitting with aggression, anger or a punishment, all you're doing is reinforcing the hitting behaviour, which is likely to escalate next time. And finally, remember to meet your child when the hitting is over or the emotional outburst has ended. Meet them with your love. Make sure that your child knows that they are fully acceptable just as they are and that you understand that this is just a behavior, that they can learn to do different next time and that you will be there to support them through it. I hope that was useful today. And if you want to learn more, come join my community on Instagram. I'm Dr. Marta, psychologist. If you want to stay connected, you can also sign up to my newsletter on drmartapsychologist.com. And I'd really welcome you to rate and review this show. All your feedback helps me shape future podcasts. Do a bit more of what you like and a little bit less of what you don't find so useful. So do tell me, how was it for you? I'd like to end today with a little mantra just to hold you through the rest of the day. And this is a mantra that I use myself when my child is emotionally dysregulated, she's kicking off or she's just protesting. And what I say with my hand on my heart is, this anger I see is not about me. And it really helps to reposition how I respond to her in the moment. I'd also say that this is not just a mantra for children. It can also work with partners, work colleagues, anyone else in your life. It can really help to remember that you are responsible for your own emotions and that is the thing that you can control. How other people respond and react to you cannot be your responsibility. Wishing you a peaceful rest of the day. And I really hope you'll come and join me next time. See you soon.